This is Four Color Radio, where the notes meet the page. And good evening, everybody. How are you doing this fine, fine Tuesday evening? My name is Jay, once again coming to you live from the Origin Road Studios in Sherwood Park. And this is Four Color Radio, as I said earlier in the intro, where the notes meet the page. Everyone coming through loud and clear? I don't have anybody in the chat yet. That's a little, that's a little surprising. Um, if you would like to be in the chat, I would recommend that you visit soundsugarradio.com. And right off the main page there, you could hop into the live chat portion uh, of or, uh, area of the website. Uh, you can hop into the chat and... Uh, get your yeah distracted by the gifts absolutely uh get in on the chat and you want to be on the chat tonight because tonight uh is a little bit uh, a little bit special some of you might have been uh thinking that we were getting ready for uh, a special guest for next week like too loose too high is that better oh yeah look at that it's my uh my my producer daryl coming in here to fix my bike so i can do things properly how's that sound better great um (laughs) He could tell he wasn't even didn't even see me. He's like he's got his mic screwed up. I'm gonna go in there and fix it. Um, yes, you may have been expecting uh, a guest with me tonight. Uh, unfortunately, due to circumstances, uh, when you are trying to establish your own uh, network channel, uh, you get a little busy. You get a little tied up. Um, so uh, that's not a problem. Uh, we'll book our guest in again for another show. So tonight, um, the show is about you guys a little bit. You guys can uh, can call, make make a few calls tonight on something you want to hear, something, some comic adjacent music that you'd like me to play on the show tonight. I did bring a stack of vinyl with me because there's a couple of tracks I kind of had in mind. I've been wanting to play songs that I know that aren't going to come up in other shows because we're not covering them. Um, and if you folks have something that you'd like to hear, uh, absolutely hop into the chat and and let me know. Because uh, I, will, I, will, I got the, the laptop set up. We're all kind of hooked up. I got thousands of digital files and stuff ready to go. I've got a little bit of vinyl. Uh, if, you're, if you follow me on Facebook, you'll see I took a picture with some of the, uh, the albums that I brought in tonight. I do have the first and last songs uh, for the show kind of picked out already. But the stuff in the middle that we're going to play fast and loose with and, uh, and kind of have you guys uh, call some of the shots. Here. So if you have a suggestion, hop into the chat, drop it off. Uh, in there and I will do my best to uh, to see if the ones of twos of you that have requests will make it on the air in the next hour. Um, before we t- fully kick things off, I do have to acknowledge that the show is being broadcast from Treaty 6 territory, the traditional lands of First Nations and Métis people. Thank you very much. All right, so or since we're doing this kind of on the fly, Jay, what are we playing first? Well, for those people who know me, they know that I am a fan of the Justice League and all things related to the Justice League. So, Natch, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it. I mean, it makes sense either kick it off with the Justice League song or end off with the Justice League song. Who knows? I might even play some uh, quote unquote stories from the Justice League later on in the show. We'll see. We'll see how uh, how adventurous we are today. Um, but yes, I am going to kick it off. Uh, with a song from the soundtrack of the Justice League movie. Um, I think it was used in both versions, the Schneider and the Schneider cut and in the original uh, version of the movie as well. Uh, it is a song by Gary Clark Jr. It is a cover. And I, I was pretty stoked when I discovered 
Gary Clark Jr. about three years ago. Um, the local radio station does a blues segment at night, and some Gary Clark Jr. was on there, and I kind of fell into a lot of his stuff. It's a it's a mix of a whole bunch of styles, but it just rocks, kicks very hard. Uh, I really dig his stuff. And then shortly after I discovered him, uh, it's like, oh, that's who's doing this song on the Justice League soundtrack. Um, so let's kick it off. Uh, this is kind of mashing up a couple of my favorite things. It's not only uh, bringing out uh, an artist that I've come to know and like, Gary Clark Jr., uh, but he's covering a Beatles song, which I'm a huge fan of as well. So uh, let's kick off the show the best way we can by having us all come together. Wow with the outro from the previous song on the album first. was me without my mic on that was gary clark jr with his mic on rocking it super super hard on the justice league soundtrack uh doing a cover of the beatles song come together uh again combining a couple of my favorite things that was uh spun off of my uh vinyl two ro two record vinyl set uh of the movie soundtrack that i picked up uh a little while ago uh lots of fun well one's blue one's green uh, and it's uh, there's a lot of great music on that. It's an awesome soundtrack. The movie, eh, well, we can kind of take it or leave it. Uh, people are obviously, you know, divided between. Well, I don't know if they're really divided between the the original version and the Snyder cut. Uh, having watched both, uh, I 
prefer the Schneider cut a little bit more, uh, mostly once you get past the first half hour or so of very scenic uh, shots that are uh, taking place throughout the movie, a lot of establishing shots, a lot of great landscapes, um, some weird gothic yodeling or something. Um, but it's certainly uh, a, a much better film, much more complete, much more interesting. You're listening to Four Color Radio on the Sound Sugar Radio Network. Uh, again, my name is Jay, and we play music about um, uh, music from films and TV that are based off of comics or are comic adjacent in some way. We've done a lot of really cool episodes. Um, we have kind of like in season one, we are about two thirds of the way through our season one of episodes. Uh, if you don't catch them live on Tuesday nights, you can catch them uh, on the soundsugarradio.com network where they are archived and you can listen to them anytime you like. Uh, or if you don't want to listen to me and you just kind of want to listen to some of the music, uh, uh, I have started a playlist on Spotify for Color Radio uh, playlist. It's the number four Color Radio, the Canadian spelling. Uh, and you can go on there and just kind of, you know, hit the shuffle if you want, which Spotify always seems to want everyone to do. It's just auto shuffle on everything. It's super annoying. Or play it through episode by episode. Um, there's a couple episodes missing just because they're not on Spotify. Um, sadly, one of them is our Saturday morning cartoon episode uh, with my pal Andy Cookson that he picked out, uh, which is a fantastic soundtrack. I wish it was more widely available. Um, it is some awesome stuff. Uh, a lot of 90s alternative bands covering Saturday morning cartoons. Uh, yeah, so I would definitely recommend checking it out. It's called Saturday Morning, uh, Cartoons Greatest Hits. Uh, seek that out. Um, so that's a little bit of rambling and plugging and all sorts of stuff here. Uh, a little bit. Uh, hey, Harry, how's it going? Uh, all right. Oh, Harry, oh, someone is, Harry has requested and someone's letting me know that he requested on my Facebook book. Okay, I will look into that. Um, but for right now, I've got a tune queued up um, for most people. Uh, they'll know the song, and uh, but maybe don't really know much about, about the background between the film and the comic property that it's based off of. And neither do I really. So I'm going to do a little bit of research while the song is playing and come back to you guys and hit you up with some stuff. But uh, right now we're going to jump into a cut from Oingo Boingo. And it is the title soundtrack, uh, title song from the soundtrack of the film Weird Science. I'm just falling apart all over the place here. Give me one sec. And I, this is normally the time where I would ask someone else to like fill the dead air while I fix my mistakes. But there's no one else here. It's just me in the chat room. All right, let's get back into it. Bits and pieces and 
That is the bad Oingo Boingo performing the title track from the movie Weird Science. A um, couple of neat little things that I learned about looking up about Weird Science, more about the music than about the film, because, uh, or about the, the comics related to the film, because the comic is actually, it's, it's really, it's very much a tangent. It's very, um, uh, it's very kind of some, somewhat related. Uh, the the Title of the movie Weird Science is actually taken from an old EC Comics uh, title, comic book. And that's pretty much the only connection that the movie has to the comics is the fact that they, um, the, um, the producer of the film, Joel Silver, uh, actually had acquired the rights uh, to the EC Comics magazine Weird Science and then uh, effectively was inspired and uh, directed a film based on that. Um, and for those of you who know uh, Joel Silver, uh, of course, a very popular uh, 80s um, film producer, uh, did all sorts of, I guess, apparently he's in the, uh, the like a Hall of Fame, or sorry, no, he's in, yeah, he, he's in, he's done a lot of stuff. Uh, he's, he is in a Hall of Fame uh, He for Ultimate Frisbee. Uh, there you go. Uh, not for film production, but for Ultimate Frisbee. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stop trying to do this on the fly because it's not going to go well. Uh, I'm going to swing back to the chat a little bit where we did have a couple of people who've tossed in a few requests. Um, we do have a couple of our regulars who've chimed in with some stuff. Thank you very, very much. Uh, we did get a request for some more music from a soundtrack that we've already played on the show. Um, so as much as I you know, want to, uh, to help out, We've kind of already been there, and we're let's let's try something different. Um, we do have requests for some CanCon stuff, and there was a request that was done up uh, on my Facebook post there uh, for a song. So we're going to try to uh, to try to track some of that stuff down. Um, and somebody is offering an opportunity for me to play more Weird Al on the show because, for those of you who know, I am uh, a very big Weird Al fan, and was super excited when we did the Transformer soundtrack to learn that my favorite all-time Weird Al song was on that soundtrack. So. Who knew? Uh, and I did not. But the person who picked the soundtrack, which was my friend uh, Philip, he knew, and and we played it, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully, so far, the two songs that we dropped tonight have uh, have kind of been a nice little mix and kind of added a little pep in your step. So we're gonna kind of switch gears a little bit here. And uh, give me one second. I just want to double check my my needle. I think it's on or off. Yeah, we're gonna switch gears a little bit. And we're going to move back to, I know we've done the Guardians of the Galaxy. We did an episode with my friend Suzette, and we did Guardians of the Galaxy, but it was volume two. So now I'm going to dial it back a little bit because it turns out I had the vinyl uh, for the volume one deluxe set, which is uh, really nice. There's some awesome stuff on it. Uh, and it was still sealed. So I actually cracked it open. Uh, we're going to drop some stuff here from Guardians of the Galaxy volume one awesome mixtape. 
and the track that I've decided to play, hmm, well, I think everyone knows it, and I think everyone enjoys it, so let's just dive right into some Norman Greenbaum. Oh, no, I want... Vinyl's very hard to maneuver sometimes. Let's hear the end of this song. Norman Greenbaum with Spirit in the Sky from the Guardians of the Galaxy Awesome Mixtape Volume 1, obviously coming from the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, which, uh, you know, did pretty well at the box office there for a whole bunch of uh, unknown characters uh, that uh, even even people who were fans of the Guardians of the Galaxy comic book series kind of were knowing them in different time periods. Depending on when you were reading them, you would know different characters and the characters that were featured in the movie um, weren't necessarily the guardians of the galaxy that comic book fans were most familiar with. Um, it was kind of a more recent 
incarnation that was put together uh, by writer Brian Michael Bendis, and uh, you know, obviously through Marvel Comics and Marvel, proving that they can take some relatively unknown characters and properties and turn it into something as equally as well revenue generating as a lot of their other films that they were putting out there, um, tying it into a cohesive universe, of course, playing uh, an instrumental part in Avengers three and four, uh, in particular, the star Lord character, um, pulling an absolutely just stupid, stupid, dumbass move uh, to literally almost end the universe. Uh, but otherwise, you know, completely cool bunch of characters and a lot of uh, fun stuff that they did and brought some great comedic value uh, to the Marvel universe, you know, which was already kind of there, but it was always very snarky. It was, it was a lot more fun watching a talking raccoon in a baby tree, just kind of, or not actually it was a full grown in the first movie, but uh, run around, have their adventures across the universe. Hopefully you enjoyed uh, that little uh, Diddy spirit in the sky from Norman Greenbaum coming from the chat room. Uh, we do have a request from one of the fills and uh, we're going to give it a shot. I haven't listened to this song. Uh, it is by the word burglar who is a Canadian, uh, I guess, rap slash hip hop artist out from the East coast. Uh, I believe now residing in Toronto, if I'm not mistaken, uh, word burglar has several albums that are out there and pretty much all of his stuff is super comic booky nerd related. And it's uh, a lot of fun. Uh, he popped, by, by my former store there a few years ago, uh, and he, he uh, gifted me a couple of CDs, which were uh, quite enjoyable. Uh, the track we're about to play today is, um, uh, we're kind of bending the rules a little bit here. As we mentioned, it's not on an actual soundtrack, but uh, it is comic book related. Uh, it's actually a nod uh, in uh, to the comic book industry as a whole and the comic fans. The song is titled Living Between Wednesdays. Uh, so hardcore comic book fans would know that Wednesday is, was new release day for comic books. And uh, most uh, real hardcore comic book fans would be going to the store on Wednesdays to pick up the new releases and check out what's on the racks. And uh, for a lot of people, that was a very important ritual uh, in their week to be able to go to the shop and bump into their friends or fellow nerds to talk to the people behind the counter to see what's what's new, to pick up the stuff that's in their file. Um, all very, for a lot of people, very cathartic. It just taking comics beyond just being a hobby uh, and a way of connecting with a larger community. Um, again, I haven't listened to the Word Burglar song that we're about to play. It's not showing up on my explicit list, so uh, it's it's cleared to go. Um, so let's check out uh, a little Word Burglar uh, and his track, Living Between Wednesdays. Um, yes, excuse me. Do you have any issues with covers where floating heads are shocked? Mm, yes, I love the promise of surprise revelations. Um, and what about glow-in-the-dark die-cut embossed holographic lenticular chromium variations? Mm, is it movement enhanced? It's days like this that make it worth waiting six To dip into the pages deeper than Project Pegasus Some say it's hump day, others are oblivious But for the brave and the bold, we're always living it Kicking with the stack or a fat trade paperback Flocking to the racks every week, keep craving that rush that you get when you flip to the next page Life is better when you live in between Wednesdays Yes, eh? Got a mass of back issues Move so many long boxes, probably have back issues So keep stretching like Reed Richards Cause we'll never be cured of the itch to read pictures Nah, I'm not talking about photography You can find me in the spot where the floppies be Till I give it a read, keep it crisp in the sleeve Every Tuesday night feels like Christmas Eve Living between Wednesdays Just trying to get by to the next fix Living between Wednesdays Prefer the comics over the Netflix Living between Wednesdays The first John Romita Spidey cost me lots Living between Wednesdays I love the promise of shocking plots Golden age to present, digest to oversize Never miss new comic day Yeah, no surprise, so where's my no prize? Check the letter columns, can't find issue two yeah. Collector problems, cliffhangers, mysteries You need answers When did Batman become Green Lantern? I get it, true believer, not lying Always up for an awesome summer crossover tie-in High flying, full color or black and white Splash pages, flashbacks, wet your appetite 
with new costumes, team ups, first loves, first appearances, death, first return ups. Piled a mile high, get nice and comfy. Reading double time when they come out twice monthly. So many hours spent on thrills and suspense, eh? Wondering what I'm gonna find on Wednesday. Living between Wednesdays. They say never buy your comics in the rain. Living between Wednesdays. Without a good supply of polyurethane. Living between Wednesdays. Checking every rack so carefully. Living between Wednesdays. Without fail, falling in love every Mercury. Wednesday to Wednesday, I be going off. Wednesday to Wednesday, Wednesday to Wednesday, I be going off from like Wednesday to Wednesday. The name rings a bell, it's thanks to Dave and Rochelle for making sure the waiting spell for Wednesday is in hell. Suggestion, sure. Give me a second here, I recommend Rick Remender and uh, Jeff Lemire. Akira Comics even better than the anime A fan of Jason Aaron, Mark Wade and Daniel Wade Blown away every single time I open a book by Dan Klaus or Adrian Homan A Mobius, my homie is a cartoon and wizard Mike Holmes, Jason Liu, pitiful human lizard Dave Lapham, Ed Brisson, BK Vaughn Todd Templeton draws all day long Nick Bradshaw Kalman and Vershovsky, Manali, Arlex, Cal and Sandy taught me Keep showing love like my little pony t-shirts Kieran and Toby, J-Bone, Cody Peters Gigantic Jim, Jedry, J, Mike Drake Beaver, Cullen, Capes, all quite great Bemo, Greg, Adrian and Colby Aaron, Ryan, Anthony, Hope, G Dom, man, oh man, can't do it all in one tribute See you next Wednesday to be continued I never forget you like a common Avengers thug Drinking coffee in my strange adventures And that was Word Burglar, a, Canadian, a growing Canadian uh, legend, uh, in, especially in the comic scene. I gotta admit, that was awesome. Dug all of the uh, uh, all of the references in there, the nods to all the creators. Uh, if you are a comics fan uh, on any level, I think you might have picked up on some of the little uh, references that are in there. You may have heard a name that you're kind of familiar with. Um, pretty deep, uh, some deep cuts in there, but also some some fairly popular stuff. Uh, check out Word Burglar, one word. You can find a ton of his music on Spotify. Uh, a lot of great, uh, fun stuff on there. And if you like that, I'm sure you're going to love the rest of it. And uh, hopefully Word Burglar will make his way back out west again when things are, are a bit more safe and comfortable to do so. And maybe we'll see him at an expo calgary or edmonton or otherwise cool cool uh we're getting a few more requests uh coming in which is great thank you very very much i'm going to kind of uh keep spinning some stuff here and see what we can come up with uh i'm going to roll back onto the vinyl for a little bit and drop um some music from the iron giant now the iron giant wasn't specifically a comic book uh, series at all uh, it was uh, an animated feature uh, made here in the North America, uh, specifically, I guess, in the U.S., whatever. You can take a little bit of credit. I'm sure there's a bunch of Canadians that worked on it anyway. Um, but it's actually uh, based off of a novel called The Iron Man, a 1968 novel called The Iron Man. Uh, and uh, when it was released, uh, it's a European book when it was released in the States, it was uh, rephrased to The Iron Giant. Uh, and became the treatment for uh, this really, really wonderful uh, animated film. I haven't watched it in several years, uh, but every time I see it, it just kind of sparks some great memories. Uh, it is, it's a really, really, it's a fantastic story. Um, I really dig it. And uh, I've, when I picked up this soundtrack a few months ago, well, I guess it'd be several months ago, um, I went out and bought a whole bunch of vinyl when I found out I was about to do Four Color Radio. And, um, and this was one of the ones I picked up and I bought it just because I remembered the movie and, and how it made me feel and the impact. And I'm like, the music has to be good. And I, I dropped the vinyl a couple of times and I'm like, of course, like it's, it's score music, but, uh, it's, it's wonderful. It, it ties and moves so beautifully with the film. Uh, so I'm going to, uh, I'm going to drop a track, uh, something that's a bit more, um, if I remember correctly, bit more upbeat, a bit more intense. Um, 
and hopefully we will see how it goes. So uh, I'm going to uh, play from you first track uh, from side three of the uh, the 1999 uh, feature film, uh, The Iron Giant.
And that was a contest of wills from the animated feature, the iron giant from 1999 um, related to comics, kind of, sort of, in a little bit of a way it's got uh, the film is set during the late fifties in the cold war era. Um, actually just around the time that the Soviets launched Sputnik into space. Um, and so it has, it has kind of that pulp, that sci-fi pulp feel. And of course, pulps being the uh, predecessor to comics. Um, but one of the key moments in the film is that when the, uh, the small child Hogarth who finds the iron giant, excuse me, uh, introduces him to a world of stuff because the giant is very curious and, and just, just happened to have crashed on earth and wants to learn things. And one of the things that Hogarth does is introduce him to comic books and compares the iron giant to Superman uh, based on his strength. And, and eventually what we find out to be uh, his, his heart as well. Um, so if you haven't ever watched the iron giant, I'd recommend it. Um, I loved it. I thought it was a fantastic film and I might, uh, check it out shortly again, but, uh, sometimes it's tough because part of my duties, uh, with four color radio is to do uh, a fair amount of research between shows with my guests and my guests pick the, the music that we're going to listen to based on whatever movie or TV show. And then I kind of, you know, usually will watch a lot of it and do some, some, uh, a bit of digging into some of the background of the performers and the show and the comics and everything else in between. So that, uh, you know, we got something fun to talk about when we're in the studio. Um, when you're in the studio by yourself, uh, a little bit trickier and uh, to have to kind of make that conversation roll. But I think, uh, you know, those who are professionals, uh, they do a really, really good job. And I can uh, I can greatly appreciate how challenging uh, that is. Uh, we have had a couple other requests in the chat room tonight. Uh, one of them was from last week's guest, uh, Alina Helgeson. Hi, Alina. Thank you so much for for making a recommendation for us this evening. Uh, Alina has requested a song uh, from the recent Marvel film, uh, uh, Shang-Chi Shang and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which we saw uh, a little about a week ago. Um, great film, super enjoyed it. Uh, really is kind of ranking up there is easily one of my favorite Marvel films. Um, just a well-rounded movie. Um, there's super enjoyable, great special effects, beautiful scenery, um, good chemistry between uh, the performers, the actors, uh, especially between, um, the two leads, uh, the characters of Shang-Chi and, and Katie. Uh, there's a lot of comic book elements that are in there where, um, someone has to, uh, master a discipline, uh, within 24 hours and they do so quite easily. Uh, so that's always great to see that, you know, there's, there's, there's never a shortage of people who are just waiting to uh, unleash their untapped potential in uh, in archery or whatever other skill that may be. Um, oh, there is, is there. So one of, one of the fills in the group has a YouTube channel, um, which I really like. Uh, and one of his programs on his channel is, is Reviews Day, uh, where once a week he does approximately a one-minute review of a film with no spoilers. Uh, so if you like your reviews uh, quick and to the point, uh, I would definitely recommend uh, seeking out uh, Reviews Day on YouTube. Uh, if, do you use the handle Phil the Thrill on, on YouTube as well, Phil? You'll have to like pump that into the chat and let me know. Uh, so let's get to some music from Shang-Chi, shall we? Uh, the request was for Run It, which features uh, Rick, Ro Rick Ross and... Rich Brian, uh, and DJ Snake. Uh, I'm a fan of DJ Snake. I kind of like uh, a lot of the stuff uh, <laughs> that he does. So let's check out this track, Run It. I'm going to put up the volume on the proper device this time, and maybe uh, we'll get a smoother transition. Uh, Run It from the movie Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Ah, uh, 
rolling in the palace, but you're too tame. I ain't for the south, but I appreciate the wood grain. Never calling me about the noise, it's only two, man. I'm in the same building, but the flows and view change. I ain't for the waiting now. I bought a Rari and I did it just to hit a sound. Drive safe, really about to lose all this meaning now. Guess you love the trouble when I pull up and you leaving town. Say you're married to the game and I'm just here to burn it down. I got a flight in the morning, I see what you've been trying to do. And I'm a mission to border. You think I never pay attention in my mind, I'm recording. I'm about to win and ruin all your goals and dreams out of boredom. Riding around with homies like we run the city. Looking fresh and feeling like a millie. Moving silence, you can never hear me. If you got a problem when you see me. All my people G's into the party seats That was Run It from the Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings soundtrack by DJ Snake featuring uh, a couple other gentlemen, Rick Ross and Rich Bryan. Uh, my apologies to them for not being adequately prepared on that. Thank you very much for the request, Alina. That was, I was actually really cool. And I, I love the big ending on that one too. It reminds me a lot of the film that has this really, really great build through it. And of course, in all Marvel, uh, in the Mar mighty Marvel tradition ends off with this really big epic ending um which was pretty wonderful uh again uh, we're planning to go see it again if you haven't seen it uh yeah recommend giving it a shot it's a it's a pretty pretty sweet flick um this would be the point in the show where i would usually kind of do a breakdown of some like statistical stuff about the film or the comic or whatever that we're listening to music uh, from um, but since we're kind of all over the place tonight we're not really going to be able to kind of nail down anything too particular about that um we, since we last played uh, shang chi we could probably dig up some stuff from that but i really kind of am wondering about uh, looking at numbers uh, during these pandemic times because the model for putting movies out into the world now has shifted uh, dramatically and in some cases for the better and some for the worse. Um, so not only do you have a theatrical release that's happening these days, but it's happening in a very limited and restricted capacity, you're getting sometimes simultaneous streaming services that will also have that film. Uh, they might go out to the streaming service for an additional fee to subscribers. Uh, there might, and then it would be kind of freed up and it was part of the normal package several months later. Um, there's a couple of different models uh, in play for that right now. The recent Black Widow film uh, kind of went through a little bit of turmoil and apparently there's a lawsuit from uh, the lead Scarlett Johansson who is uh, kind of has put up a lawsuit to say that like uh, she has lost revenue because of the way that Marvel slash Disney doled out Black Widow uh, it also suffered lengthy delays as well which I'm sure as as a performer and entertainer um, you know there's there's a right to and a guarantee to a specific amount of income and a certain amount of return and certain backing and support 
uh, from the studios that uh, that put the project together. Um, and while it might be hard for you know those of us who are not in Hollywood and don't talk in Hollywood numbers to kind of appreciate you know the losses against their revenues um, it is still what she does for a living and she is entitled to what she signed on for and if the parameters kind of changed afterwards there has to be kind of a a, a meeting in the middle and hopefully um, there can be some resolution to that it is certainly seeming to be a pretty big uh, shift in the industry and there's a lot of changes uh, coming up because of it and we'll see kind of where it all takes us uh, heading on down the road. Uh, we did have a uh, request on my Facebook page uh, for the Animatrix. And I'm going to punch this up right now. Animatrix. And Animatrix. Ooh. Okay. So Spotify says it's not dirty. Um, so that's good. We can drop it. And I guess it's pretty appropriate since um, they just, the trailer for Matrix 4. Uh, just released yesterday or the day before. Um, we'll give it a well, we'll give it a go and uh, see how it plays out. So this song uh, is called Animatrix uh, by GMS, and it is tied to the Matrix universe, which I hmm, have it in my head. There's a comic book connection in there somewhere, uh, maybe even pre-film, if not definitely post-film. So let's dive into the Animatrix and give it a listen and I'll do a little bit of digging. Reality is virtual. Virtual, 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 virtual. 
and we'll call that part one of the Animatrix by GMS, which is not the Animatrix that was requested that we play for the show. I was supposed to pull something off the Animatrix album, which was tied into the Matrix films, uh, which has a loose connection to uh, some comic book stuff. But that didn't happen. Um, but that's okay, because people seem to dig the song, and I actually kind of dug it too. It was pretty good, and we've been we've been rocking some pretty um, some pretty dancey vibes uh, through about half the show. I would say we had a couple, a uh, little bit of hip hop, uh, some dance, some techno, uh, doing pretty well. But we are kind of winding down close to the end of the show, and I did have a track um, that I wanted to close the show out with, and I had to. Uh, do a little bit of looking up to make sure I was playing the right song, unlike the previous song that I just did. Um, but uh, because the title of the song uh, actually reverses itself at the end of the soundtrack to this album. So it's the opening and closing song uh, to the soundtrack to this album. And it's phrased one way at the, in the opening and it's phrased the opposite, an opposite way at the end. Uh, and um, one version is quick and one version is slow uh, and i'm kind of hoping i hit the quick version uh, i guess we're going to find out um, but it is going to be our closing track for the evening um and i just want to thank everyone for uh for tuning in i'll uh i'll come in and say a little sign off afterwards once we uh once we get through uh, a little bit of smashing pumpkins from the Batman and Robin soundtrack. Uh, this, hopefully, if I've gotten it right, uh, is the end is the beginning is the end. Bad needle drop. <gasps>
That is the Smashing Pumpkins from the Batman and Robin soundtrack, that 1997 masterpiece of a film. Uh, George Clooney, Chris O'Donnell, Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's an all-star cast um, and a lot of latex with uh, things that we didn't need to see on the outside of latex, but we saw it anyway. Uh, I really love that song, and according to the uh, to the song's entry online, it is actually the first song that the Smashing Pumpkins released after uh, their mega hit in '95, uh, "Melancholy and Infant Sadness." Um, this uh, song was kind of noted for being quite a little bit of a departure uh, for the Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, apparently, Billy Corgan said, um, "Had the band been able to continue on." Uh, afterwards, uh, like kind of most bands would have, this probably would have been the natural progression for their next album. Um, I really love it. I dig it. And it is, the, like I said, it's the opening track on the album. The closing track on the album is called The Beginning is the End is the Beginning. And it is almost like, it, literally, if you can flip the, the the speed and the tempo and the pace of the song, uh, it is completely flipped. It is this very melodic and heavy and uh, tune, and it's uh, it's a really cool compliment. I remember when I first kind of got the soundtrack uh, back in the day, that thinking th- these these two bookends were just kind of meant to be, and I thought it was really brilliant. Uh, it is effectively the same song just flipped on itself. So I hope you enjoyed the more upbeat version of the two songs. I hope you enjoyed uh, tonight's little potpourri episode as it were. Is it is that what it is when you kind of mesh a bunch of stuff together? It's potpourri? Uh, I don't know. I, I hope it didn't smell. I guess that's maybe the way I look at it. I hope tonight's show didn't smell too much. Um, I want to thank everyone for tuning in, uh, for uh, giving suggestions for me to play. For uh, and I had a lot of fun, and I'm glad that I got to kind of mix it up a little bit, spin some vinyl, and uh, do some digital, and play some fun stuff. Hopefully, maybe you found something. Cornucopia. Thank you. That's probably the word I was looking for. Maybe a little less potpourri. Potpourri is like can you sprinkle that in like the bottom of your underwear drawer or something like that to make your your unmentionable smell nice. I can't remember. Uh, anyway, uh, next week uh, is a pretty cool episode too. Uh, it's going to be a mix of music again because we are going to be uh, covering music from the film version of Watchmen. Uh, and my guest is going to be uh, effectively my first ever friend, uh, the guy that I met in base- back in grade two. Uh, and we are still very, very good friends today. Uh, his name is Bob Kapoor. Uh, he is a forensics accountant, but more on the nerdy side. Uh, he's a globetrotting uh, music festival and wrestling fan um, uh, who just has seen and done so many things uh, that I have always been a little bit envious of, uh, but always love hearing the stories of the places he goes and the things he does. And he's a huge, huge audiophile and Really, really loves his music, and I'm looking forward. He's flying out west here. We're going to be face-to-face, and uh, we're going to come to you with some great tracks uh, from The Watchmen. So, again, uh, thank you all for tuning in to 4 Color Radio. I hope you enjoyed it, and uh, I'm going to bid you adieu for another week. Uh, And, as always, acknowledgments to my friend uh, Phil Scott, who puts together our opening montages week to week, and the... uh, the second half of that and the closing out music is from an old pal, uh, composer Adrian Ellis. So uh, we'll see you and hear you next week on Four Color Radio. <laughs>